0: what is going on everyone and welcome to the philly frenzy podcast i'm matt your host i'm here with my buddy rob what's going on rob
1: uh not much buddy just getting ready to do this recap from the weekend big ufc pay-per-view that went on a great fight between
0: the teammates usman and burns so ready to get into it all right so tonight we're doing our rewind monday uh real quick I'm going to hit two things that happened today that need to be talked about. Um, first, Adam Pac-Man Jones was arrested. He punched and kicked the person in the head until the person was unconscious. So Pac-Man, um, you and I both know has always had issues. Um, so it's not surprising to see him in the news again.
1: No, it's really not shocking. Um, I did catch wind that he was on, uh, the Pat McAfee show podcast today, I believe, talk about what went on. Okay. The only, the only like headline I saw from that besides him being on there was that he also called out Jake Paul for a fight. No shot right there. <laughs> I mean, everybody's calling that kid out. Everybody wants their shot at a $50 million quick boxing match. <clears throat> um, Pac Man, stay at home. Jake Paul will knock you out. It ain't worth the money. I promise.
0: And the second thing I'm going to touch on real quick um, three time Pro Bowl wide receiver with the Chargers and the Tampa Bay Bucks was found dead today in a hotel room police are still investigating. Um, So I I just want to send my condolences to Vincent Jackson's family. Vincent Jackson was one great wide receiver when he played in the league. Um, It's just sad when you see someone that young um, lose their life. Uh, Let's just hope it wasn't anything to do with drugs. Um, But, you know, my condolences to his family. And let's actually get on to the real topic of the night. So over the weekend we had UFC. Uh, was it two fifty eight? Yes, sir. UFC two fifty eight, and we'll start with Macy Barber made her return. It was her first fight back from a prelim fight last January after she tore her left ACL. I know yep. you didn't. I know you didn't get to watch much of the fight at all. Um, I I actually watched the fight. I, I felt like she came back and she, she looked good. The, the biggest thing coming back for her was making sure that she could go the three rounds and she went all three rounds. And that was my biggest concern for her coming back is, you know, when you take that kind of time off and then step right back in the ring, injury or no injury, to see that she was up to par with her stamina, it was definitely a, a good sign for her going in the future. Because she is very talented.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think it was big for her to be able to to not get finished in this place. Um, the that that was a great test to for her mentally to know that hey, my ACL is okay. Um, she fought Alexa Grasso who's no pushover in that division. So it's another girl that's, you know, talented and coming up towards the top of the division. <clears throat> so it was nice to see her be able to make a comeback. She didn't look as, down, you know, she didn't look great, I wouldn't say, but she didn't look bad either. Um, especially for somebody who it's been, since January 20th of 2020, so over a year out of the octagon. We've already seen what that does to people. Just look at what happened to Connor. So, that was good to see her back, but, man, I was really excited for that Usman Burns fight, which I was able to catch. So, I want to hear your thoughts on that. That
0: fight, let me start off with that first round was one hell of a round. I, I enjoyed the first round from start to finish. Burns came out firing. He looked good. You know, if you asked me, in the beginning of the fight, I had Burns winning the first round. Uh, I thought he came out and did what he had to do was and be aggressive. And you could see after that first round, it took a toll on him. And his stamina wasn't where... He expected it to be, and he started breathing out of his mouth. And one sign, when you're when you're in the ring, one sign breathing out of your mouth that it allows your opponent to know that you're winded. And when you're fighting a guy like Usman, and he sees that you're winded, Usman's going to take advantage of it. And with him taking advantage of it, I mean, he did just that. It, the second round was definitely Usman. And then the third round, I mean, it lasted thirty seconds. Usman had him on his back and he had him out. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of the fight was Usman, but that first round I would have had to give it to Burns. I Burns came out and he he did his thing. I mean, you gotta respect what Burns did.
1: Absolutely. Um so the way I saw it is Burns came out, like you said, fire and he caught he caught Usman sleeping. He, he wasn't ready for the type of pressure that Burns put on him. I mean, Burns immediately took the center of the ring, which is normally something Usman does Correct. to his opponent, forced him back. When he caught him with that right, he and he had him hurt, um, he got a little overzealous. And then when he tried to throw that leg kick, and Usman caught it and swept him out onto his back, that was kind of where the fight completely turned. He still did enough, in my opinion, if it would have gone to a card, he would have won round one. Um, but as soon as Usman was able to put him on his back, he was obviously not going to engage Burns in his guard. Burns is a three-time uh, world jiu-jitsu champion. I don't care how good Kamaru Usman is on the ground, he was never going to engage Burns on
0: the ground. So, but could, he
1: used it, he used that time to recover from that shot.
0: And you can and, also tell that Usman knew that coming from them being partners, that he knew, like, oh, yeah, they've been training
1: it. partners for years, right, pre- previous to this fight being set. Exactly. So Usman he knew, knew not to get down, left it. the camp, but he used, he was smart enough to use that to be able to recover. And he scored some really hard kicks from the top. To Burns' lead leg while he was laying on his back, and he hit him with a few body shots, one that really seemed to hurt Burns. That's when Burns scrambled away on the ground and really was trying to get up instead of staying laying on the ground, trying to draw Usman in. Once he landed that one really solid body shot, he decided, I need to get out of here. Um, then round two, Usman came out, and he looked like Kamar Usman. He pressed the action, moved forward, uh, fought behind his jab, which is his best weapon. His jab is phenomenal. It's world-class. I've never seen anything like it. It's so fast. And he does it from both stances because he is a switch fighter. He will switch back and forth all fight long. He's a natural at both stances striking. But he used that lead jab to literally pick burns apart and he hurt him with the jab. it wasn't just jabbing for points his jab is how he hurts people and knocked burns down a couple times in the second round all of them were from that straight jab from the front and he came out in that third round and when he caught him clean with that jab he got in on top of him started throwing some bombs second what impressed me was the second burn started to cover up against his right-handed attack. He switched from the top of that standing guard position and went right to Southpaw and caught him on the other side and put him out. It was a really impressive fight by the champion.
0: Yeah. I know that was one thing we talked about this morning about how he was switching from Southpaw. Uh, how he did a good job going back and forth with it and really taking advantage of the openness of uh, Burns at certain times from different angles. And then one thing that struck me with Usman, it seemed like a lot of his stuff was set up with his jabs, but Joe Grogan mentioned that he's never seen Usman kick the way that he kicked in this fight. So he is only getting better. And he's what yeah. thirteen and zero. Uh, believe so in UFC. Yeah. So he's thirteen and zero in UFC. I believe he's eighteen and one. So overall, so you know that just goes to show you, even when you're at the top of your game, you can still learn. And that's one thing about Usman; he's showing that he still wants to get better and continue to be the best. Um, you know, he he said it best after the after the fight. He wants everyone's respect. And for people not putting respect on his name, being knowing that he's not a household name, and what he's doing, I mean, it's it's crazy to me to think that that man isn't somebody that's talked about as one of the main faces of UFC right now.
1: Well, um, the thing about it is his fight style doesn't translate well to the casual fan he's not a slug it out brawler kind of guy he's a very smart fighter he has a wrestling background he's a high level striker so whatever his opponent's gonna be best at is what he's not gonna let the fight become um He's also very good out of the clinch, so a lot of his fights he gets in the clinch up against the cage, and I know a lot of, again, casual, more casual side fans don't find that exciting, and of course it's not as exciting as when two guys are slugging it out in the middle of the ring, but if you really know what's going on while you're watching that, it's for somebody like me who's really into the sport and knows a lot of the technical aspects, it's amazing to watch this dude fight. And he has been a household name for your more serious fans. But I think the more and more people see him that, you know, all the guys they love to love get slumped by this guy, eventually you're going to have no choice but to put respect on his name because he's on his way to being – The best at that weight ever, and beating the legacy of George Saint Pierre, which is
0: incredible. He made a comment after the fight that he wants Street Jesus.
1: Or hey, Masvidal. Yeah, him and Masvidal. There's a lot of bad blood there. Um, they have fought fairly recently. Um. And Masvidal did connect on a couple, you know, good shots. He ended up breaking Kamara's nose in that fight. Kamara still won the fight by a landslide, in my opinion. Um, And then there was the, but Masvidal had the excuse that he took the fight on short notice.
0: And doesn't, doesn't All he hold- he's done
1: since that fight is talk a lot of smack go- to Kamara Usman, and it's a fight I would be very excited to see with full training camps on both sides and the bad blood that's involved. It's
0: definitely something I'm into. Doesn't he hold the bad mother, uh, watch your mouth, belt right now?
1: Yeah, he won the BMF belt in that fight with him and Nate Diaz. Okay. But that's not a real title so it doesn't actually matter. (laughs) Sorry for the again casual fans who just in love with that title.
0: I mean, wasn't that a McGregor
1: belt? Not really. He wasn't even involved in it. It was just it, it kind of came out of those two guys have always been guys that talk about how bad they are, him and Diaz. And it was more of a advertising stunt, I guess, than anything else. It's nothing you're ever, I don't think, going to see defended
0: in the UFC. So they're not going so. go to go... They're not going to go WWE and allow you to put a spinner on the belt. Uh, I don't. I God, I hope <laughs> not.
1: Anyway, I mean, who knows? But the purest fan in me hopes not. But we'll see. You never know. Whatever sell, whatever's going to sell tickets is what Dana's going to do. So you
0: never know. So, we covered the fight. The next big thing, really, for UFC. Um, usually, I guess you wouldn't consider fight nights big. It's just your pay per views, but you know, you want to talk about this card coming up on Saturday, headlined by Derek Lewis.
1: Uh yeah, definitely. That that card is pretty nice for a. Uh... For a non pay per view card, man, the actually the main event, you got Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades. These are two guys that are near the top of the heavyweight rankings. Um, I mean, who doesn't love Derek Lewis? That man is awesome. Love that He's guy. Hilarious. Curtis Blades is a bad man. I'm gonna let anybody. who For people who don't know him, because he's another guy who's not a household name, this is, that is the, as as I last saw it, he was the number three ranked heavyweight in the world, behind only your champion Stipe and Francis Ngannou, who will be fighting for the belt next, and he has two losses in MMA and they're both to Francis Ngannou who all you fans out there love so do I the knockout power is crazy that's the only guy he's ever lost to out of all the guys he's fought 14 times he's beaten people two times he faced Francis Ngannou he got beat so this is a guy who's no slouch by any means and Derek Lewis, I know, is still at least inside the top 10 in the heavyweight division. I don't know if... I believe he's 8 or 9. But... So that's that's a pretty major fight as far as I'm concerned with uh, those two going at it. And then there's some other... Some other... Uh, old More old-school names on the card. You got a... Alexio Linick fight against a uh, young up and comer, and then on the prelims you have a, you're gonna get to see get a uh, Andre Agassi fight, who's fighting another uh, younger I guess up and coming fighter. So I mean it's a little blast of the past with those two guys. They've been around forever, but i I'll be tuning in. To see that Curtis Blades Derek Lewis fight for sure.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna get back to back weekends. We're getting treated with good fights all the way around. Then we got the March. Then we got the March ninth ticket that everyone's looking forward to. Um, today we actually started a new segment for Mondays. I don't know if anybody actually was able to catch it. Um, it is Mo- Mondays. With our 10-year-old friend, um, well, Kyle's son, who is now also going to be joining our show weekly. And he will be starting a 30 for 30 in March on all of the baseball teams leading up to opening day. Um, this, this week is definitely filled with a lot of content from us. Uh, today is our second show. Wednesday, we are following up with a special edition Giants with my buddy Joe. Thursday, Kyle's coming on. We're going to hit the Stinsman's Diamond. And then on Friday, we're probably going to dip a little bit more into the Derek Lewis fight. And then we also have two of my guys from the eSports world, uh, Hancho and Jelly, joining us, talking about their organization and what they've been doing with their brand and how they're trying to get their their players into the 2K League and represent the organization 2 stand up guys doing everything they possibly can to make sure the players better themselves. I, I couldn't ask to be part of a better organization. Um, and then we will also be joined the following Wednesday with lab from the lab rats. Uh, we will be doing a special edition Miami Dolphins show. So this week and a half is going to be filled with things. Um, you know, five shows this week, three to four shows next week. We're, we're going to keep giving you guys content as much as we can. Like I said before, we, I've said it a hundred times, you know, we enjoy doing this. And as long as we continue to enjoy it, we're going to keep doing it. Also, I got to shout him out because he had me on his podcast and did an interview with me today. Make sure you go on YouTube and look up King Tay Space TV. He is an up and comer who is following 2K, NBA 2K, very closely, doing a lot of interviews. He is actually going to be signing on with us, and we're going to be working together in the 2K world to get an idea of how we can mix esports with real life sports and bring as much content as possible to you guys on a weekly basis. Um but yeah, this is going to be a crazy week and a half to two weeks. You know, and eventually we will slow down, but we're still going to try to stay at that four or five episodes a week. Um but for right now, just if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you go on YouTube, look up Philly Frenzy podcast, hit us with a sub. If you're on YouTube and you want to find us on Spotify, just type in Philly Frenzy Podcast and hit us with a follow over there. You could follow me on Twitter at m hathaway23, and you could follow Rob on Twitter at rob danka. Um, that's it for Rewind Monday. Appreciate you guys for coming out and listening. And Rob, as always, thanks for coming to be my co-host and actually talking UFC, because without you, I'd probably be sitting here twiddling my thumbs.
1: No problem, man. You know, we as you said, we both love this. So uh, we appreciate everybody who's tuning in, everybody who's spreading the word about us. Real quick, since I've had some feedback from some people I know personally, yes, this is a everything sports podcast. We are not just football. I know that's our main focus. It's our main focus because it's my and Matt's main sport that we follow, but we will be, as Matt said, getting in some e stuff, baseball, you know, as it gets, as the Flyers get back rolling off of COVID, we'll start covering a little more hockey, probably some NBA talk as that season starts to get in the swing. So, you know, if you're, looking for more content to just football, keep tuning in to us because we got everything covered.
0: I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, All right, everyone. Have a good night, good day, whatever you guys listen to us. And we'll see you guys on Wednesday.